There is too much to read, there is too much to do. My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue. Read all that I could read, saw that I could see. Finish the internet. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, that thing. The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself. My money can't rest till then. Oh, it's time. It's time for Oh, yeah, that thing again. Hello. This is Oh Yeah, That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Pei. I'm Audrey. Hello. And here we are. Once again. <laughs> yes, once again. <laughs> Guess is back. Backstreet's back. back. Okay. <laughs> well, I saw there was like an Eminem pop-up in LA that was like mom's spaghetti, so maybe that's why. Shady's oh, <laughs> mom's spaghetti. Have you ever heard the version of that song where it's just mom's spaghetti over and over again? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to look it up right now and add it to my <laughs> YouTube queue because I'm assuming it's a YouTube thing. <laughs> it must be. I can't remember where I found it <laughs> or heard it. <laughs> mom's spaghetti, but every word is spaghetti? Is that what Oh, maybe. Oh, I thought it was, I might have it wrong. Maybe it's not mom's spaghetti over and over, but I thought it was. I mean, there are. Oh, maybe it's like. Multiple, like, recordings of this. Oh, okay. So there might be some options to choose from. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll deal with that later. (laughs) A little treat for after. Yes. Um, But yeah, I saw Akilah Hughes post about. She ordered like a spaghetti sandwich. Oh, she said, "Was it good?" She said it was good, but it knocked her out. She took like a two-hour nap or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's worse than spaghetti taco. <laughs> yeah, spaghetti sandwich. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, would eat it. That'll but... take you down. Oh no, of course. Yeah. There's this place called the Carving Board. Mm-hmm. here in LA and maybe it's other places too. Um, it's a sandwich place and they have one sandwich that's, um, I feel like this was like a viral thing a while ago where they make the pat the bread out of like these kind of compact spaghetti patties. Oh, like a ramen. And then they put like, thing? yeah, like a ramen burger kind of thing, okay. except it's like, it's spaghetti. spaghetti. And I can't remember what's inside. And there must be meatballs and stuff inside of it. I remember one show I worked on one of the writers ordered that sandwich and then they were very uh, uh, lethargic for the rest of <laughs> the day. <laughs> I like to think that uh, I can handle carbs. But maybe it's just because I'm always sleepy. So if I feel a little sleepier, it doesn't really clock. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would register. <laughs> it would not register for me. Like, am I tired because I went to bed at five in the morning, or because I <laughs> ate only bread today, or because that's my existence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All three, it's, why not? It's so hard to tell. So hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So, what's been going on with you? Any watching anything good or bad or in between? Well, certainly one of those things, <laughs> but I won't talk about that one just yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. We've, we've been watching a lot of stuff. Um, 
friend of ours had recommended that show, uh, How To with John Wilson on HBO Max a while ago, mm-hmm. which we finally started watching, and it's great. It's so weird, <laughs> but also and what soothing. <laughs> what is it? So this guy, John Wilson, I guess, I didn't look into like who he is but from what i gather if the show has taught me anything he's been filming like just daily a lot mm-hmm. and so he just carries a camera around and the show is like every episode is he teaches you how to do something so how to ha- make small talk or how to buy furniture or something uh-huh i can't remember but it just like it goes into such weird directions like the small talk one he'll film people just like on the street in new york because of course he lives in new york Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he'll like start asking people questions and then at some point he talks about how a small talk question might not be appropriate for all places and depending on where you ask you get a different answer uh-huh. So he asks, um, do you think mankind will make a comeback? And he's like, if you ask a professor of philosophy and he like gives some an- like humankind, mankind answer. Yeah. And he's like, but that's different if you go to say, for example, the parking lot of WrestleMania because there's a wrestler named Mankind. So the person answered, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but then like that guy that answered that question at the WrestleMania parking lot was like one of those people who just catfishes dudes by pretending that he's a teenage girl and then like outs the dudes on Facebook live or something. What? Yeah. It like just goes completely weird direction. (laughs) And it's just like John, the host is, has like this really like soft, quiet demeanor. And it's, it's, Uh it's, it's weird, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good for, like, a pre-bedtime show, too, because... Oh, yeah. It, it, I, it, maybe because of his personality, it is kind of soothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How to with John Wilson? Yeah. Pretty sure that's yeah. what it's called. That... that sounds vaguely familiar. Maybe someone else was talking about it. Maybe. Yeah, we started yeah. that. We started Legion for a little bit, but we we paused that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Always watching. I think you should leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and last night we watched Werewolves Within, um, which was fun. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah, it's good. Fun. I. I'm a little obsessed with that werewolf game. I've only gotten to, I haven't gotten to play it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I don't have some sort of giant friend group out here in LA, but I'm looking forward to when I can trick like 10 or 12 people to come over to my apartment just to play <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> I just think it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I do like those kind of games because it's, it's fun to like. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and the first time I played that game was on a show that I worked on, and we would just play it in our downtime. 
mm-hmm. and the writer that was kind of teaching us how to play the game was was kind of telling us different strategies and like yeah you could lie you don't have to be like if you get the townsperson card you don't have to you could be like you could act like you're the werewolf for funsies and I'm just like yeah that's that seems like a great time <laughs> yeah uh, I feel like you and I also have an advantage in those kind of games because uh, people find us very trustworthy so <laughs> <laughs> at least the first time you play with a certain group they won't think you're lying that's true that is true <laughs> yeah that's true we don't come off as sneaky sneaky liars <laughs> yeah also everyone knows I have a bad memory so when I forget something and get it wrong they're like is she pretending or is she just not remembering <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> um we have it's a similar type of game, but I think you can play it with as few as four players, and it's still pretty fun. It just goes pretty quick. It's mm-hmm. called um, Tofu Kingdom. Tofu Kingdom, okay. Yeah, it's very cute. It's like these little square cards are the tiles for everyone, and like the artwork is very cute, but um, <clears throat> every round someone plays the... Tofu Prince? I'm trying to remember. And he's trying to find the Tofu Princess. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the prince is made of. Everyone is made of something different. There's like uh-huh. a pudding spy and like <laughs> things like that. So Yeah. But it's very cute. It's fun. I think you'd like it if you like werewolf. Yeah, that sounds familiar too. Everything yeah. sounds familiar. Maybe I'm living some second life in my dreams where I'm doing other things. <laughs> or also likely we probably played with you last yes. when you were here. Maybe. Because <laughs> we do like that game a lot. No, I think it. it's the other one where I'm living an alternate <laughs> life in my dreams. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh, uh, that kind of comes up in how to... John Wilson because he meets someone who's really into the Mandela effect. So Oh. That was an interesting episode too. Okay. All, I yeah. might I like a bedtime show. I have a I now have a TV in my room um that I didn't like go out and get it, but I just had I have two I have I have an extra TV too now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, I was like, I'll put one of these in my room. It feels very indulgent to have a TV in my one bedroom apartment <laughs> in the bedroom. But I feel like I feel like there is like some wind down TV. Like you go to your bedroom and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put something on to like yeah. fall to like get me in a good state of mind for sleep. Yeah, Bob Ross, yeah. classic one. Yeah, Golden Girls. I, yeah, there was a while where Frasier was my bedtime show. Yeah, but I would watch it in a really weird way where. I would always end up watching at least 30 minutes of Frasier, but what it, what would happen is I would finish an episode that I got too tired to finish the night before and then start the next one and then be like, oh, no, I'm too sleepy, and then do it again <laughs> the next night. Yeah, if only those shows were a half an hour so you could just watch <laughs> If only. If only, man, it's too bad they're only 15 minutes long. <laughs> man. Uh, Frasier. I, I liked that show so much more than I thought I would. Me too. I don't even know why I started watching it. 
I started watching it because one of my friends was like, you, you must, you simply must watch Frasier. She like loves the show. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll give it a try. And I loved it. And I, and it made me realize how much I love like farce in mm-hmm. sitcoms and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. that, I don't know if you remember the cabin episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. 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 I love a classic misunderstanding. (laughs) It's a good show. I love when when smart people are stupid, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that is, the show's full of that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There is, uh, the episode that's coming to mind is when they're trying to go to the opera, but they don't have tickets, so they just go during the smoke break because it's, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh (laughs) And they, like, try to go in with everyone else pretending that they have tickets. (laughs) Uh, yeah, great show, great show, great show. Did, did I already ask what you've been watching? No, okay. But <laughs> I know it's only been like ten minutes. So I'm like, I already forgot. What I about. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I guess it's true. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've uh. I've been like slowly working my way through things. So I just, I started what we do in the shadows this most recent season in October. And then I finally finished it now. Um, But I loved it. I especially, well, because also they're just very fresh in my mind. The Mm -hmm. last couple episodes of this season were fantastic. Yeah. I loved the cult episode, especially the escape scene. Where Guillermo is saving Nandor. Yeah. It was hilarious. Um, it was fun. Cree Summers being in it was fun. <laughs> Did not expect her to be in an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. And then the ep- and then the next episode where Nandor wants to take his super slumber or whatever it was called. And they keep waking him up and disturbing his sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then... It's is that the funny. one where uh, the council... No. That was later, I think. Where they come for the the festival, or not the festival, but to congratulate them or something like that, and they're like all they have the blood feast, and it's Colin Robinson's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, same, yeah. Episode. That's same episode. Unless you're thinking of something else that I'm not getting right. Oh, is that the... I was just like, when? when is it when... Uh, David Cross's character is examining Nandor's dick. Yeah, that's that one. That's that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Donald Logue being in the show, like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Just fell in love with the lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that show so much. Yeah, it's very, very funny. I love a- Guillermo. Yeah. I love that. It never gets old that uh, Laszlo calls him Gizmo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, speaking of humor, Harvey Guillen is in Werewolves Within. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I will oh, say... so much TV to watch. Uh, yeah. True. I have, like, so many half-finished seasons of things. I know. I'm trying to be a completionist, but it's it's hard. Oh, another thing that I've started. Mm-hmm. The Witcher. Wait, you hadn't watched it? 
No. <laughs> I remember when we talked about the game. But as we know, my memory is very bad. Uh, oh, cool. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I've only watched the first two episodes, but because um, okay. I'm trying to make myself finish you first, but... Um, well, I don't need to. I'm yeah. watching them concurrently, but okay. uh, yeah, uh, I I'm intrigued and um, and I like it so far. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the second season. It was cool, also good. So nice. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spoil any. Yeah, I can't because I don't remember any. <laughs> Good, then it works out perfectly. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it is the, the nice thing that my... Maybe that's why I don't care about spoilers, because I'll either forget or, like, it just doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I I wish... I don't, like, actively... I'm a, I go both ways. I don't actively care about spoilers, but sometimes I do find... If I do get a spoiler, then I'm like, oh, no... Because I, I try to forget it, but then I remember. Like, I mm. I watched the first, or my roommate at the time was watching the first season of Westworld, and he was like, ah, he just wanted to talk to someone about it. So he's like, oh, are you ever going to watch it? Can I just tell you this one thing? And I was like, I'm probably not going to watch it. He could tell me. And so he told me something, and I was like, okay, cool. And then when I went to watch the show, of course, I remembered that, that one thing. <laughs> and I was just thinking about it the whole time. I was like, when are they going to reveal this one thing? <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that specific show because I've never seen it, but my partner likes it. And so sometimes same thing. He just wants to talk about it. And I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead. I don't watch the same show. Yeah. I remember maybe two things about it. Good. So if I ever did watch it, it'd probably be fine. But yeah, I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love the show, (laughs) so I didn't watch any more of it. (laughs) It felt like it was, like, trying to be smarter than it actually was. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the trailer for the third season, I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch it now because it looked exciting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I need to w- watch the second season? And somebody was like, yes. And somebody else was like, no. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really care that much about it. So I'm not going to watch the second <laughs> or the third season. <laughs> oh, Los Spookies is going to come back, which I'm excited about. I saw. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I love it so much. Good. Okay. Yeah, it's very it's funny. Ever growing list. <laughs> yes, ever. <laughs> yeah, I I might rewatch that one soon because I I haven't rewatched it in a while. I just enjoy it so much. Nice. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. Funny and weird. So. It's great. Yeah. I feel like we're just uh, delaying talking about. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm very excited to talk about this. Yeah, I, I guess so should we? Yeah, it's not that I'm not excited about it. It's just not just fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. so, okay, what did we? Uh, what thing did we do this time? So this time, um, loyal listener, if you remember, we were uh, chit-chatting about Avatar either last episode or the episode before that, and we both realized that we'd never seen the live-action movie adaptation of 
Avatar The Last Airbender. So we decided to watch The Last Airbender. Yep. Because it was such a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. They were like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh... <laughs> fun might not be the best description. <laughs> no. If it, if, In fact. Uh, I mean, if we're just going to jump right into it, there is zero <laughs> fun in this movie. No fun. I, I think I wrote that down. It's like absolutely joyless. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I put, this movie is so damn serious and no fun, in all caps, no fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, because, I mean, this is, it's funny because I when I, I'm going to do... What I hated people doing about the Cowboy Bebop live action, which is compare <laughs> it to the original. Uh-huh. The only difference is this time I don't like the new one. <laughs> I don't like the live action version of this. Um, but like the TV show had like jokes and funny things because they're children. <laughs> and this was so trying to be serious and dark and I'm like did you forget this is for kids and the funny thing about it so i read the wikipedia page as i always oh, do yeah and um oh i mean and i should we do like a quick what is this thing i guess people should know what it is but maybe if they don't oh i mean i guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, if you have something feel free if not, I'll just oh. go off on about what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not really. I don't have anything except to say, yeah, that it's a live action <laughs> adaptation of the yeah. the Avatar, the last airbender uh, animated show that was on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And this movie is supposed to equate to the first season of that show. The Yeah, book yeah. one. So in the off chance that you listening and you haven't watched Avatar Last Airbender. Essentially the gist of it is uh, there are four nations related to the elements of fire, earth, water, and air. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are people who can control those elements in those nations. And every generation there is one person who can control them all and they're like the, the people who keep the peace between the humans and the spirit world and stuff. Um, but at the beginning of the show, the uh, last airbender is the avatar who disappeared and then he comes back and the Fire Nation has taken over and it's all that that's essentially the the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Uh if you haven't seen the show, you wouldn't really understand this movie. <laughs> no, I uh, yes, that's that's true. I feel like my brain was filling in a lot of blanks. Yes. It Yeah. The structure of this movie was so bizarre because, you know, it, I found it weird that they had the little, they recreated the little opening shot of the different benders. Yeah. To complete silence, I think. I know. I was like, this is your chance to get out some exposition where no one will be like, this is annoying exposition. Exactly. But instead they did that and then they give you scrolling text to read for exposition. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay sure but Uh then they had uh katara narrate in places she shouldn't be narrating throughout the movie 
It was yeah, it was weird. It was pretty hilarious because it would be my favorite instance of that was when they finally get to the Northern Water Tribe. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> and they were and Katara's like, "Okay, so we've been here for a couple of weeks and and Sokka or Soka as they were saying is in yeah. is into UA and they're best friends now and they like each other. Okay, cool. Now <laughs> let's continue." Yeah, it was so there was a lot of like both simultaneous telling and showing, but also not showing in this. So that yeah. was a big example when they got to the water tribe and she did that. But there was also like when uh, Ong, because they pronounced the name Ong in the movie, which I tried to look to see why they changed the pronunciations of the different names, but I didn't well, find anything. But I didn't try that. M. Night Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, who wrote, directed, and produced this movie, yeah. um, uh, said that he wanted to more closely honor what would be the correct, like, Asian pronunciations of these names, but I'm not sure that, and I'm, I'm not sure, I don't know, I don't think any of these are, like, real names from real, from, like, the real, like, East Asian cultures. Yeah. Or anything like that. Yeah, because like when we talk about the show before, like we're fully aware that people who created this are not from any of these cultures that they're. Yeah, I think it, they're two white guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> Usually, how it goes. <laughs> so, not that that's like an excuse, but it's an interesting choice to then in the live action version be like we're going to correct the wrongs of the pronunciations but then some people something that got pronounced differently and weirdly was avatar because some people said yeah they avatar. were like avatar yeah and some people said avatar and it was very inconsistent <laughs> i would just if i were them i would just pronounce it the way they did in the show i don't see the need to <laughs> it just sounded kind of yeah. awkward i mean i guess Maybe because I'm just used to being like Aang and Sokka and mm-hmm. whatever. And and Avatar just felt so affected. Like, especially that one. Yeah. Where it was Avatar. like to say Avatar. <laughs> yeah, because that's a word. Yeah. And that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I also thought, because um, by then Avatar had come out. So I wondered if like that Yeah, that's the reason they took it out of the... Oh, yes, yes. So. That's the reason they took it out of the title was so it wouldn't be associated with that, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that also affected the pronunciation within the movie. Yeah. But it was just, it was, it was, because it was, it wasn't like they hired actors who fit <laughs> the supposed culture yeah. anyway. With all the white people in the Southern Water Tribe. Or the ones who had speaking parts. <laughs> yeah, that was so bizarre to me because I, I mean, I was prepared for like the, the kind of whitewashing of the main characters, but I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for the background characters to sort of match the cultures that they were trying to like, mm-hmm. I, sh- I, sh- I wouldn't say imitate, but the ones that inspired the ones right. in the TV show. So I was like, oh, a lot of people in the background of the Southern Water Tribe look like they could be Inuit or indigenous of some sort. Yeah. And then, but everybody who gets to talk is white. Yep. <laughs> That's weird. It was very weird. 
<laughs> you should have just kept going and made everyone in the background white because that looks worse. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, you were aware and you still went, mm, but. Well, the funny thing is, too, that um, the guy that plays, I guess I'll say the movie pronunciation, Soka, is that guy from Twilight? Yes, and I but couldn't it took me a second to <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> and I think when I was reading the wiki page, it said that, like, there was a Twilight movie that came out that same year. So you're like, wow, you're in these two garbage movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. So apparently, maybe you read this too, but mm-hmm. but the girl that, they, that played Katara... Apparently, she got the part because Paramount owed her dad a favor, so then they kind of had to cast around her in terms of how to cast her brother. Mm-hmm. And then, also, Jesse McCartney was supposed to play Zuko. What? <laughs> Jesse McCartney was supposed to play Zuko, but then there were some some issues with conflict conflicting dates with his touring and then they also were like oh shit we have four white people playing these parts jesse would you mind stepping aside so we can cast one brown person to be the villain (laughs) (laughs) wow wow that i had not read like i said yeah didn't really try after i watched this movie i was like i don't know (laughs) this is worth my my research efforts wow in a weird way He would have fit better. Because <laughs> I really like Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you all want to see an epic with Dev Patel, highly recommend The Green Knight. I've watched that twice. Oh. Once at home and once in theaters. And in both times, it was great. Oh. Like, just, yeah, he's so good in that. Uh, but, yeah, Jesse McCartney... Well, I guess I'm also thinking of Dev Patel now. Maybe Dev Patel in 2010. That was post Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, I think it was like right around, they came out like not too far from each other, yeah. timing wise. So it wasn't that long after Skins in that case. Mm hmm. Okay, so it was still like that teen acting kind of era of his yeah. career. Yeah. Um, because that's what this, uh, I guess it, it was a Nickelodeon movie, so it kind of makes sense. But that's what it felt like, just like a bad teen movie. Yeah. Where everyone's timing was really off when they were speaking to each other, like unnaturally long pauses between responses. Mm, I kind of didn't notice that, maybe because I was, but that makes sense. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was, the pacing was all off. It was so all over the place. Like, some things were happening, like, so fast. And then, Mm -hmm. and, and then there were, like, odd omissions or what they felt like omissions. There was one scene that really threw me off where, um, where, I'm going to try and say it like the movie pronunciation too. Ong wants to go to, um, the Northern Air Temple Mm -hmm. and, and Katara's tell telling Soka I'm finding it hard <laughs> telling Soka and he's like he's like tell him not to go we don't see that conversation we just jump to Ong um, practicing water bending some more and then he's like I have to go 
And I'm like, it's weird. Why would we not? And then he flies off and they hear, they hear him and Appa go off. And, and so, cause like, I guess that conversation didn't work, but I'm like, why didn't we see that conversation? (laughs) That's so bizarre. Yeah. And that's one of the things where maybe it's just that this shouldn't have been a movie in the first place because you, you didn't get any, any of like the relationship building parts. Like, absolutely not. Why the hell are they with him why is he letting them come with him like the the closest you get to anything like that is oddly enough between Ang and Zuko when uh near the end where like Zuko's in the ice block and then Ang's Mm -hmm. like we could have been friends or we can be friends and I'm just like but why (laughs) (laughs) because he saved you that one time but he was trying to take you away but yeah. that's the only time, like, there any sort of relationship between these characters is referenced in any way. Yeah. And it made, yeah, it, yeah. It made no sense why they, like, why, yes, why they were on this journey together. And I was, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, how would this be better? Because obviously there's, there's too much. I was even just, like, scanning the, the, like, a the wikipedia page for the first season to be like what all happened in the first season a lot happens Mm -hmm. and so i was like obviously you can't cover all of that so i was like how would it work and i think the way that it could have worked was any like traditional like road trip movie Mm -hmm. where you kind of like there's there's like downtime because that's essentially what they're doing is they're trying to get to the northern water tribe so they can so so ang can learn how to water bend right and didn't feel like it was like there was no concept of them like moving towards anything. Like there was like one scene where they seemed to camp and another time where they seemed to stop somewhere. But yeah. I feel like if they kind of made it a little bit of a road trip movie where they're being pursued by this person, it would have been. And then they could drop in moments from the show, like places that they do stop. Mm-hmm. And then and then you can also see these people because you never really never really see them interact. And no one has any like emotional story at all like no one's on any kind of journey (laughs) not really yeah and that's kind of comes back to that pacing issue you were talking about where when they suddenly decide we're gonna go to these towns and like save them and then they just show you it happening (laughs) (laughs) it's just they just show on airbending and like beating all these people i'm just like what this is so off and I don't know. Yeah, it's it was so weird. And Sokka seemed, Soka seemed too old. Yeah, and he was, yeah, and, and obviously no, I mean, there was no humor in the movie. Like, there were, like, two moments that I guess could have been classified as funny. And then, and then otherwise. What were those moments? <laughs> the first one, I would say, that was supposed to be a funny moment, was the very first scene where Katara's bending her little water bu- bubble and accidentally drops it on Soka's head. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I guess and then right. this, the second moment that I would classify as an attempt at comedy was when she's trying to, once again, Katara's trying to use her water bending and then she accidentally freezes Soka's arms. Oh, I think it's okay. when they get caught and taken to that camp, which I would love to talk about that earthbending camp at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it now. Yeah. Okay. That was so bizarre. So, so I was like, okay, I kind of because it it's been a while. Like, or I guess I watched 
Avatar again in 2020 like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it's been like at least two years since I've seen the first season or like a year and a half. And so I don't remember every single beat of the first season, but I vaguely was like, oh yeah, I do remember kind of like an earth bending prison Mm -hmm. of some sort. And I was like, I thought in that prison they didn't have access to to any earth and that's why they couldn't do anything. Um, But I didn't look it up while I was watching the movie. So I'm watching it and I'm like, this is so weird. All these people are literally surrounded by Earth. They're even like in this pit. They're like just surrounded by yeah. Earth. And I guess I kind of was like, okay, I kind of get it if you guys have been beaten down. But it's literally a camp of all Earthbenders surrounded by Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and no one, it never occurred to anybody to try and um, enact some sort of uprising. But in the TV show they're out in the middle of the sea on like a metal boat and no one's done any metal bending yet. So it makes sense. Like they don't mm-hmm. have any access to earth to try. And, and then I think Katara gives them a little bit of earth and they're, they're like, so browbeaten. They're like, Oh, I, I can't. And then they have to build up their confidence to be like, yeah, we can do it. But yeah. they just, yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just, uh, especially because that, the way we get to that camp is the little kid that was throwing earth mm-hmm. at the uh, prison guards. So mm-hmm. that kid's dad was in prison. So presumably this kid escaped prison. <laughs> I, I don't know. So there's some, there, there, someone's got some moxie <clears throat> in prison, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. And this is something that I didn't really notice in, um, myself, but after the movie, what I did do was uh, I listened to the How to Get This How Did This Get Made episode for this. <gasps> oh, uh, yeah. I didn't know there was one. Okay, I'll have to it's, do that. <laughs> it's in Stitcher Premium now. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I got the trial so that I could listen to it. <laughs> um, it's from like 2011, that episode. That's It's an oh, okay. early, early episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's only half an hour long. That's how early it is. <laughs> <laughs> but something, I think it was uh, June who pointed out that in that prison after the revolt, they, like, go to that closet and they're like, they took all our earthbending tools and put them here. And she's like, what tools? Didn't you just use the <laughs> yeah, dirt? That's true. Yeah. And I was like. Shit, she's right. What the fuck? What? And there was like it was just a bunch of scrolls. It was just a device to give the scroll to Katara. Yeah. But yeah, what tools? You had the earth. Yeah, as long as you have your like body and some earth around you, you have your earth bending tools. <laughs> yeah, so it, it and I thought it was well, if there's anything about the prison that you still want to talk about. I will say, well, this might lead in, well, I'm curious to see what you have to say next, but I just thought, um, and uh, do you ever watch a pitch meeting on YouTube? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So it's kind of this guy kind of making fun of movies and he's like pretending to pitch out this movies, movies to these execs. And so I immediately mm-hmm. watched the pitch meeting for this one after I watched <laughs> the movie <laughs> Um, and he talks about this scene and how they do like this really elaborate, like 10 guys do this elaborate dance for like to, to start up the earth bending and then one semi-large <laughs> rock 
was from all of that yeah. that I don't know pageantry or whatever, and I was just like, oh, that's odd. I was expecting to see a little bit more than that. Yeah, I this wasn't what I was going to, but it was something I I'm glad you brought up because all the fights weren't good. No, they really weren't. Like I was very disappointed. I, I thought that maybe at least maybe the fights would look cool, but it just looked very messy and not great. Like it, it's very slow. And the yeah, it wasn't exciting, cause, and I couldn't find the source for this, so I don't know where people were getting this, but apparently, and sorry if this is not true, M. Night Shyamalan, if you listen to this, but apparently, <laughs> well, he's M. a big Shyamalan. fan. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest fan. He, um, he said that, I, I don't know if you noticed, but when they would bend, they would do lots of elaborate movement before anything would be bent or move at all. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I guess in his mind, you had to like, build up your chi before you could start bending but it just means that like these people are standing doing their little moves for all this time before they actually start doing anything combative Mm -hmm. and which would be in my mind prime attacking time for anybody Mm -hmm. else and it and then i it just made me think of how in action movies how all the mooks like wait patiently for their turn to get beat up they don't all just attack (laughs) at once yep it's like oh wait, they're doing something. I'll wait. Yeah. Oh, my turn. Yeah, it, it was. It was very much like that. Yeah, fact, and it was just. Uh, I know we've talked about it before, but gosh, the fights in the show are just so. Oh, good. they're so good. Yeah, uh, and so exciting and like innovative and like oh mm-hmm. yeah, if people could move earth and water and fire and air it would look like this and like mm-hmm. creative and 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 that we didn't get to see any of that <laughs> yeah something that i i should have looked up um was who did like the fight choreography like if they did i'm guessing they didn't bring in the original person who like helped oh, the animators probably not which is a bummer yeah yeah those fight scenes uh so what was the other thing you were gonna say oh uh it was two things one is a small thing i thought it was very rude that appa and momo's names were never spoken oh that's true the entire movie like in in the in the show we see how much like how close appa and ang are like it's not just a pet like it's a bond yeah and here she's like oh it's just a flying bison thing. Yeah, like, and ex- nobody was like, whoa, what's that? Like, yeah. flying bisons are all, like, ex- extinct with the air nomads, and everyone's like, oh, look at that big old thing. Nobody yeah. seems to care. <laughs> and, like, there's a little bit of that with Momo. They're like, those should be extinct. They're like, what are you talking about? And that's when he gets the re- he realizes how long it's been. And I'm like, how yeah. did it take this long? <clears throat> like, you guys knew that he'd been gone for a hundred years. So at some point I, in the week of meeting, you yeah. would have told him, right? Um, Can I say one quick thing with that yeah. too? When they get to that temple, uh, Soka is like, so what's your name? I was like, you never asked me that when you guys were flying over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been flying That's on a flying right. bison 
for at least probably a day. I don't know how long it took to get there, but you had yeah. time to ask, hey, man, what's your name? My name's Soka. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Or even like when they walked back to the fucking yeah. uh, Southern Water Temple. There's been a lot it. of, yeah, are you going to be like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's just, yeah, that was bad. Also, uh, I'll get to my other point in a minute, but also in that scene, was a good example of the weird way that they would show and tell at the same time when they find like all the the skeletons of the 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 dead monks, and he finds the necklace mm-hmm. on one of them, and then he's like, "This is body blood. I made it for him." And then they show you the flashback where he gives it to him, like, yeah. one or the other. Yes. Exactly. We don't need both. We don't need both. This is a literal waste of time. (laughs) Like, if he had grabbed it and we got to the flashback, we would have gotten it. Yeah. Audiences aren't stupid. We're like, this is the past. I see you gave him this necklace. Yeah. This one hurts. Yeah. Uh, um, but the other point I want to make is that they, uh, I don't know if it's because of, I don't know why they did this, but Katara's character sucks in the movie. That was like a big thing that stood out to me was like, she was barely present, first of all, and mm-hmm. she had no, a lot of the fun of the first season of Avatar is watching her learn to waterbend and become like really proficient at it. Mm-hmm. and there was none of i feel like that would have been so easy to just pepper that in you barely see her water bend and then at the end she's not even that good at it like zuko <laughs> like beats her so quick they don't even have like a proficient fight which i think in the tv show they had she held her own pretty well yeah and that was so disappointing i was like you guys did this girl dirty <laughs> for real like because i'm trying to remember if it's in like the early parts of the second season or the late parts of the first season where she becomes his waterbending teacher essentially yeah um yes i think there's a little bit of that before they get up to the northern water tribe Mm -hmm. because they like because there's a whole episode about her like stealing that scroll Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's a great beat which i guess there's not i understand why they didn't have it in the movie but i thought it was a really kind of fun character moment for the two of them where katara i think is i think it was after they steal the scroll and she's trying to do all these advanced water moves that she's trying to to learn and ang is like picking them up like that and she's mm-hmm. really jealous that that he's like so good at water bending and she's been working on it and, and isn't as good and i yeah 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 they're yeah, they would just show them both practicing, but neither of them was doing anything. Yeah, and that like, water would never... <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you guys good at this? I don't think so. <laughs> and then... I, I can see why they cut this out, but it at least in the show, it served a purpose to really show like how headstrong Katara is and that she, you know, and how how much she had grown as a bender. But in the show, when they get to the Northern Water Tribe, I think it's like gender based where they only teach male benders mm-hmm. how to, f- I don't know if it's like how to bend or just how to fight specifically. And she wanted to learn how to fight and the teacher's like, no, you're a girl. And she's like, 
watching and learning, doing that classic shit, and then yeah. essentially proves her own. And I'm like, there's so many great moments with Katara in the TV show. Just gone. Yeah. Movie. She was just around to be like, we're here for you, Ong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do it. Soka, remember, mom's dead. (laughs) (laughs) She died when we were babies, even though you're clearly 10 years older than me. Yeah. (laughs) When we were both babies together at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that was a real bummer. That was, it was such a bummer because that, that her arc in the first season is, is so cool and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and yeah, and, and the fact that she does, she is Aang's first water bending teacher, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the end, when the movie was finished, I think I wrote down why was Soka in this movie? He had <laughs> zero effect on the plot. Like if they lifted him out, nothing would have changed. <laughs> Except UA would have no one's hand to hold in the in the last couple minutes. Yeah, like he didn't do anything that affected the plot in any way. Yeah. He was a nothing character, and it was such a bummer because he's he's such a fun character. Yeah, and in the show, he does actually serve a purpose. Like he's the one that keeps everyone on track and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out that I kind of forgot this about him, but he's kind of like he's a really good. Sh- I'm just going to say this word wrong. Strategist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always, like, coming up with the plans, and I think he kind of helps in the big battle at the end to help come up with strategy yeah. and stuff like that. And and even though he's kind of silly, he is also kind of the more mature one in a way at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's always kind of like, let's let's go, let's keep moving. And, and he yeah. also has a fun journey, too, and which apparently they filmed this but took it out of the movie when – the when they go to oh shit i'm forgetting what they're called the war the kiyoshi warriors mm-hmm. is that what they're called yeah and because because yeah. he can because uh sokka in the tv show can be kind of a little bit sexist too mm-hmm. and he kind of learns and gives more respect to his sister and women in general when he like meets those warriors and stuff like that and and yeah there was none of that for him in the movie no, he's just upset all the time. Well, everyone is. <laughs> like everybody. This, this entire movie is just furrowed brows from start to finish. Like, yeah. no one relaxes. No one, everyone has two facial expressions that they're allowed to use. And they're not great. They're just very flat. <laughs> and, uh, and it, it as I don't know which direction to go. <laughs> I got one. Uh, the actor who plays Katara, I saw would later voice Asami in Legend of Korra, which is interesting. Oh yes, yes, yes. They're like, okay, this didn't work out, but because <laughs> <laughs> she was great in that show. Because Asami's, a, I, I love Asami. Uh, yeah, actually, and, wait, yeah, wait, is it her or the actress that played? Princess Yue, or oh yes, you're right. Yes, it's it's actually says Princess Yue. Yeah. I think the fact that I remembered about the actress play Katara was I think she's dating Posh Spice's kid. Oh, <laughs> I think that's what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> uh, but yes, you're right. Um, the person who plays Princess Yue, she is Asami in the later Ooh. show. 
Oh, oh, before I forget. <laughs> um, I think this is the hairstyle that that Princess uh, Yue had in the show, but for some reason in the movie, in this one shot, when they when they're doing a the thing where they get there and uh Cora's doing her narration from behind her hair looks like a dick (laughs) that was one thing that they pointed out in the pitch meeting thing and I was like oh yes it definitely does it was it was like full bellend cock not even just phallic And I I wonder if they noticed if that was like the first time the first scene they shot with her and they noticed later because in the later scene she doesn't have that hair. Oh I oh I didn't even notice. <laughs> At least not from the back like she doesn't have that like extra fat loop. Yeah. That she has in that opening scene. Um Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. That's, that, that's probably the part I laughed at in the movie was her cock hair. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know if you noticed, and I'm still trying to find, this is another thing that I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. where he actually said this, but some people, so, the firebenders in the movie could only bend if they had external fire around. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently it was because M. Night Shyamalan said that he thought the firebenders were too overpowered if they could generate their own fire. But I was like, then you could say that about any other bender. They almost always have access to their element all the time. Like air benders always have air around them. (laughs) There's not very many places I'm sure waterbenders try to stay away from places where they don't have access to any water. Earthbenders yeah. are on Earth all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I thought that was kind of weird, a weird choice to make. Yeah, and like, also they were the conquering nation, so if they were, that would kind of be okay. Yeah, but- and it's kind of like, because it seems like, oh, then we could really easily defeat the firebenders by just keeping fire away from them when they came to try and conquer yeah, us. Yeah, just put it's water also... on the fire. Done. Exactly. <laughs> There's a... This was weird where... So I, I noticed this when... Um, so when... I think his name is Master Paku, the guy who's teaching them how to waterbend when they get there. Mm-hmm. He's like, when the firebenders come, we have to extinguish, ex- extinguish all the lanterns so they don't have access to any fire. And then when they show up, there's lots of lanterns lit. And I was like, can someone start going around trying to blow those out? Because you, only because you mentioned it, do I notice that there's lots of torches lit around here. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there was and then one other thing about firebending mm-hmm. was at the end in the spiritual place where the moon and ocean spirits were, mm-hmm. when when Uncle Iroh makes his like big fire display. Yes when general zhao is there and then everyone gets scared and runs away and i was like but you guys are firebenders are you scared of fire (laughs) why are you running away from him well i guess it was like because he was generating it out of nothing because someone as they're running away is like he made fire without any source yeah so like to show that you know he's a true master and powerful but like it had no effect on the 
actual tension of the movie. Yeah, I just it just it just felt odd to me because it, it would if they were like, oh boy, that's really cool and scary. But he, he didn't do he didn't like throw it at them. He was just like, yeah. look at me, <laughs> and they were like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> relationship between Zuko and I guess they pronounce it Iro in the movie, right? It wasn't Iro. Oh, did they? I think oh. so. I think. But yeah, like even that relationship wasn't built up enough in the movie to be like, why does he trust his uncle? Why does his uncle care for him so much? It just shouldn't be a movie. I no, it shouldn't. Yeah, that's really the. You shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And that scene where where he asked that random kid to come over and explain Zuko's story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that really the best way you could think of to get that information out? That was so weird. Yeah. And then also, we reheard that story. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, when they get invited to the dinner on the Fire Nation warship. When fucking General's being a dick. Yeah. About a teenage boy. <laughs> a <laughs> child. Yeah. Because he's the general that he, like, talked back to, right? That's the whole thing. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't remember. Like, it, it, like that's the reason he got in trouble in the first place, or? Yeah, because when, the, the, when he asked the little kid to tell him the story... That's what I said that the the prince like talked back to a general and that's why he was being disciplined. And I thought it was because he had talked back to the, this specific general, which is why there's oh, maybe tension. But I might just be assuming that because I'm like, why else would we care? <laughs> <laughs> or why else would he be such an asshole to the prince? Yeah, a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then I... The... Fire Lord wasn't enough of a tyrant. He wasn't really scary at all. No, like in the show, he's it's like unsettling how ruthless he is. And here he was yeah. just kind of like a diplomatic guy. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like he maybe could be a nice guy except for the fact that he banished his son. <laughs> yeah, and is trying to take over the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say, because uh, the, since the last scene they introduce... Um, Suko's sister, Azaka? Azula. Azula. Azaka. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Um, Azula. um, She did great at Subtle Crazy Face, I thought, (laughs) in her two seconds of screen time. Yeah. So, you know, if they had done a sequel, she probably would have been great, but... Oh, that was also, I don't think this is how it happened in the show, but after Zuko takes Ang when he's meditating and he's like waiting for everyone to be fighting too much to notice them running away, he's like brooding, looking out the window and they just start talking. <laughs> was so weird. But then we don't hear it. <laughs> no, we don't hear it. <laughs> And then I was like, who are you talking to? Because it's one thing to get like, oh, he sets down his body and he's like, you can't hear me, but blah, 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 blah. Like even to just contextualize who yeah. he might be giving this monologue to. And then they just tune him out. They're like, we don't actually care what he's saying. Yeah. They just come back to getting a little bit about the fact that 
they love that his dad loves his sister because she's gifted or something and worthy. It was like, uh, we just missed the, his entire emotional crux. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, who cares about that? Let's look yeah. at this dragon. And also, I thought it was so weird. Why? And I'm sure, I'm like, I'm VFX are expensive. Mm-hmm. Why not use that for more fight scenes and don't have this dragon and just have Avatar Roku because you can just put a a person in a suit and have him talk to to Ong about whatever needs to be talked to about. I was like, why do we have this dragon that we barely even get to see because it's very dark? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, the spirit world was gloomy. Mm-hmm. Surprising. I don't remember it being that gloomy in the show. It was I think kind it was like, pretty like bright. Cool. And... Yeah, I think it was all like blue, but yeah, uh, I am thinking <laughs> of the spirit world in Korra. Oh yeah, because in Korra they have all like the little spirit creatures that are like different mm-hmm. colors. But I gotta look it up. Um, but, but yeah, I just thought that was an an odd choice, and it would be cool to see because they keep talking. They talk a little bit about the other avatars, and and I think you. see oh yeah we see avatar kiyoshi at some point because they're <laughs> that was also funny where they're like avatar kiyoshi like to play games and ong is like yeah me too or i still do and we never just see him do anything that looks like he's having fun <laughs> yeah exactly like i remember that was a really big thing in the first season was that he was still kind of just he was avoiding his grief and his responsibilities by being a kid and here mm-hmm. he's just not <laughs> he's just they avoiding it any... but yeah I don't know. they didn't give him anywhere to go because he immediately was like okay yeah i have to save the world yeah instead of being like oh right i'm supposed to do this one job and and i'm realizing that i that i actually want to do this job um yeah no character everyone character is very static wherever they started in the movie was exactly where they ended <laughs> with maybe like a tiny little uptick <laughs> yeah <laughs> the spirit world does look pretty colorful actually i think it might it probably is just the same one as in Korra as the original oh okay that would make sense yeah yeah they had so such a rich treasure trove of source material and then this yeah yeah it's pretty disappointing mm. i mean i I kind of knew that it was not. I kind of knew. I knew it was supposed to be bad, but I mm-hmm. I wasn't sure exactly what was gonna be bad about it. But it was like every every single aspect of it was yeah. bad. There wasn't anything that was. I was surprised that there was like nothing that was really that good about it. Yeah, which is such a, a bummer too. Like with just the amount of work that went into it, and then like imagine working on it and then finally seeing the movie and be like fuck (laughs) (laughs) is that what we just spent all that time on (laughs) well nothing we can do about it now i guess (laughs) yeah yeah it's and i really don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility to make it work it would just have to be really stripped down like i think they were a little bit well (sighs) They weren't even really that ambitious because, well, maybe they were too ambitious, but they they touched on some of the things that they 
some of the places they get to in the show and stuff like that, but not mm-hmm. really. So, yeah. It was, a, it was a lot going on and nothing happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of, like, like we said, just, um, yeah, a lot of montage scenes of things that shouldn't be montages yeah. were narrated over. And... But I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. And in a weird way, like, I, of all the issues with it, I think the biggest one I have is really that it's so lacking fun. Oh, yeah. I think, like, as soon as I realized there was none of that, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. I feel like he took everything about the series that makes it enjoyable and was like, oh, fun, humor, lightness, hope. Mm-hmm. Nah, we don't need any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the show does touch on, like, dark shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. But if you're going to do it for children, it needs to be... What's the word I'm looking for? More palatable. I, yeah, and that's what makes it like that you're not just depressed the whole time watching yeah. that show. Yeah. And um, I, what I was going to say before was that um, apparently he wanted the movie to be not just a kid's movie and enjoyed by everyone else. But I was like, have you not seen Pixar movies or just yeah. any other kids movies? Like people who are not kids still enjoy kids movies, like just taking the silly stuff out of it just doesn't make it an everybody movie. In fact, I think it makes it, it kind of sh- probably shuts the kids out, but then it doesn't, even taking that stuff out doesn't make it more appealing to, to adults. Yeah, and also the original show appealed to adults. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the the formula worked. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do wonder how much of that is just the fact that he was writer, director, and producer. Yeah. Which I guess is how Probably. it usually works, right? I think so. I've only only seen like one or two M. Night Shyamalan things. Yeah. Same. But yeah, I did write down, all these people are so boring and dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it was just so flat. Yes, very flat. It's interesting because, and I'm not trying to like rag on a kid at all, mm-hmm. um, but the kid that they hired to play Ong, they um, hired him because of his Taekwondo skills. He was like 12 years old and had a black belt, but he never acted before, which doesn't mean that someone who's never acted before couldn't be good. And he wasn't necessarily bad. And I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of it comes down to direction. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't making like all these choices by himself, <laughs> but it's it's kind of interesting to me that they would that they would rely more on I mean it's impressive that's incredibly impressive to be a black belt by 12 years old. Yeah. But it's not a it's not like a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> like they don't need him to be good at taekwondo. Like you can train someone to look a little bit like they know how to fight in a magical like fight form too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Bruce Lee as my reference. <laughs> 
funny because I feel like a lot of like stunt performers who um, there are some who can't act, but then they get like pigeonholed as oh, well, you're the stunt person though. So mm-hmm. it, when I they did mention that in the How Does Get Made episode that I guess he just sent in a tape of him doing martial uh, taekwondo specifically. I think so. I think that's okay. what I read. Some sort of martial arts, yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, this is our kid. And I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to get those other kids to have any sort of physicality? No? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I also thought. And I also was like, you kind. Of, they also had a great blueprint for getting out information that they kind of didn't take advantage of. Like I, like you said, that opening sequence with the that they kind of copied from the show would mm-hmm. have been a great time to at least start some exposition with something interesting to look at instead of a a, a, a word crawl on a screen. Yeah, and I thought it was so. It was just like weird ways of parsing out information. That I was, that I was like, yeah. If you hadn't seen the show, a lot of this would be really confusing. And like there was, and it was a lot of just like jumping to conclusions. Like when, when, when their grandma was like, "I think he's the Avatar," and she didn't explain why she thought that. I was like, "This is a good time to at least <laughs> tell the audience what the Avatar is," because they hadn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had said it, but they could have. She could have explained like, "Oh, I've never, I haven't seen an Airbender." Airbenders haven't been seen for a hundred years, and the last Avatar was an Airbender, and a new Avatar hasn't showed up yet. So get that. Inf- but she's just like, I think he's the Avatar, and you guys should go with him. <laughs> yeah, like I think this is your destiny because you can bend, and I guess uh, Soka, you go too because you're her older brother. Which is kind of how I guess happened the show. Where he's like, I'm gonna go to protect you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I thought and. A, a kind of waste of space scene was when they first capture him and do the little test and then they don't explain why they're doing that and i was like this is another point in time where if you had to have this dumb scene in here you could be like blah 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 the avatar but it was also like unnecessary it's like yeah. there were so many like little hints that he was the avatar up until he finally said it and that weren't really necessary to like play that little game or whatever they were trying to do yeah and it kind of felt like the only reason they did that i don't know who knows why anyone does anything ever but (laughs) when they have in that last scene where he finally listens to what the dragon said to him and he like has his little flashback about the day he ran away um you can see that they had just given him that test Mm mm-hmm so I'm like, so did they just do the test earlier so that when we see this scene, we know that that's what this is? But the also weird thing is it's know. not even the same Avatar test. Like, they just put some elements around him and they happen to move, which I'm not sure if that's how... I mean, I guess he can do whatever with the magic system he wants. Yeah. But, like, the Avatar test is, like, choosing the little toys. So it wasn't even, like, that particular oh. test. That's right. You're right. So the answer is no, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. Because they had like the bell 
in the flashback and that wasn't in the the test on the warship yeah and also and i thought the the end scene was also very underwhelming where he just made a big wall of water and then they all left <laughs> which <laughs> which i know probably copying what they did in the show would probably cost lots of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they cut that dragon out, they would have had money for a giant water fish ang. But <laughs> he just like made yeah, a big wall of yeah. water. And then once again, they were like, oh, no. And then they all ran away. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't even think about how the original season ended. But that was what it was, right? He was like a big water ang. Mm-hmm. Well, I, said I think he... What I read was he merges with the ocean spirit, and then he becomes, like, the big koi fish. Yeah. And then he's kind of, like, whacking the ships. I think he's, like, whacking the ships around or something like that. Yeah. Maybe not, but. This is a little thing. I didn't get what they were doing with Dev Patel's hair. (laughs) I didn't really notice. I don't know why. It just looked like he had bedhead all the time. (laughs) And... Not that, like, I thought he should have a terribly gruesome burn on his face, but it was barely noticeable. I agree. Like, obviously the one in the cartoon is very exaggerated. Yeah. But it really didn't look like anything. Like, even just, like, taking half of his eyebrow off would have done a little bit of something. Yeah. Or, like, made it more of a straight-up scar situation. Yeah. Something. It was just like, oh, it looks like he has a little pimple. Yeah, yeah. and then it kind of looked like he had like a stylish haircut. Yeah, <laughs> like like he'd done a little like yeah, put a little couple lines in there, barber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. a it's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. Just I see why just... it's at such a low Rotten Tomatoes. I see why they never made the next two movies. I see. Yeah. A lot of. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they would have done more movies um i don't know because they would have had to eventually introduce toff yeah and like i can't imagine that being anything but disappointing (laughs) (laughs) and boomy and metal bending Mm -hmm. which that kind of goes back to the prison scene where like that would have been set up for a future yeah since toff is the inventor of metal bending like yeah. To show how. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. not happening. The live action ones hap- show is happening now, which. Who knows? I'm very, very curious. I. Yeah, it's. I think we've touched on this at least once before, but it's just. I wonder what it'll add. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do get that. Uh, but I'm also, I am staying open-minded because I did really enjoy the Cowboy Bebop live-action adaptation, even though I know mm-hmm. apparently the rest of the internet hated it. <laughs> I did not see it, I, so I have zero opinions. Um, and I loved the anime, too. Like, that... Mm-hmm. But they're to me they're completely different things. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of the opposite of what happened with the last Airbender movie, where the anime it does have like 
fun and jokes and stuff, but it, it still gets like pretty serious. And I found the live action one to be just more campy and kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So immediately I was like, okay, these aren't the same thing. So right. I stopped comparing it to the original. And from what I gather, uh, the internet did not stop doing that. So I'm like, if you're going to try and compare it to near perfection, then yeah, of course. Yeah, it's going to fall short. <laughs> yeah. And, and not that I thought, like, my live action one was perfect or anything. Like, it mm-hmm. was it was fun. Like, a solid, like, B, B minus for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple things that I didn't like, and I just had the hope that maybe they would change it for future seasons, but I don't think it's coming back, so. Yeah, I think it got canceled. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And I don't think, like, another service would touch it. Yeah. Based on the backlash. Because it's not like when Tuke and Birdie got canceled, where, like, it was highly praised, and they're like, wait, why did Mm -hmm. you cancel this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I will remain open and not judge it until I see it. Okay, I'll try it's... to do the same thing. <laughs> I will. As but long I do... as they try to make it somewhat fun. Yes, yes, yes. And and TV show to another TV show is is probably automatically going to be better than than TV show to very quick 90-minute movie. Yeah, yeah. That was also, this the movie was short. Yeah. It did not feel short. No, it didn't. That's true. I was, I was, I kept checking the time code to see how much was left. I, I had the laptop plugged in so I couldn't reach to check. So I just kept looking at the clock and it was literally like, okay, there has to have been another 40 minutes, like 10 minutes have passed. <laughs> And it, it it slows down time. So if you want more time in your life, watch this movie. <laughs> it won't be enjoyable time, but there will be more of it. <laughs> Thanks for getting around to listen to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. Link in the description. We are at ohyeahthatthing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Logo art and design by Rolla and theme song by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if yes, oh, do you hear beeps? Yeah, yeah. I feel like my neighbors are always burning things. (laughs) (laughs) Cool.